Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Four days after 20-year-old University of Indiana student Joseph Smedley was reported missing, his body was found in Griffey Lake a few miles from the campus. He was wearing a backpack with 60 pounds of rocks in it. Police claim that he took his own life, but his family and friends are determined to prove otherwise. You can do your part to help spread awareness for this case by clicking the share button beneath this video. You can even leave a simple comment below so that YouTube can give the case a bit more exposure on their end as well. And while you're down there, feel free to hit that like button and subscribe so you won't miss any of the other cases I'll be covering in the coming weeks. On Monday, September 28, 2015, 20-year-old Joseph Smedley, a sophomore at Indiana University, was reported missing by his family after his sister Vivian received a strange text message from Joseph's phone at 4 a.m. The text read, Viv, I love you. I'm leaving the country. By not telling you why, I'm keeping you safe and protected. Please don't try to contact me at this number. It won't work. I'll contact you once I'm set up overseas. Thank you for everything, Viv. I love you and I'm sorry. Concerned, Vivian called Indiana University police to conduct a wellness check, but they could not locate Joseph. A note was found on his bed at the frat house saying the same thing the text sent to Vivian had said. Later on, Vivian said the police called her, claiming to have found her brother in jail, but she says it turned out to be a different person with a similar name. Shortly after the mix-up, police classified Joseph as a missing person. The last people that were known to see Joseph alive were his fraternity brothers in the Sigma Pi fraternity. Joseph had only recently moved into the frat house a few days prior to his disappearance. They said that the last time they saw Joseph was around 11.30 p.m. on Sunday evening. On Friday, October 2nd, his body was found in Griffey Lake, a few miles from the campus. Joseph was floating in three feet of water and had a backpack strapped to his chest containing 60 pounds of rocks. He was also found wearing a pair of binoculars that his sister believes that he was using to view the blood moon that had happened the evening that he had gone missing. On December 5th, the Monroe County coroner officially ruled that the case was an accidental drowning. Joseph's family and friends do not believe that Joseph took his own life, though, contrary to what crime scene investigators believe. They paid for a third-party agency to perform another autopsy. According to them, the autopsy revealed that Joseph had bruises consistent with someone holding him down, likely holding him underwater. Joseph's friends and family also claimed that he had made plans before his disappearance. Vivian said her brother had promised to take care of something for her on Monday morning, and that he had invited a female friend to hang out that upcoming Thursday. Investigators gave a copy of the confession letter that was found on Joseph's bed to his sister to confirm that it was his handwriting. But shockingly, Vivian said it was not her brother's handwriting. Phone records showed that just after the strange 4 a.m. text message was sent, Joseph's phone was turned off for good. It was determined that Joseph's was at 7th and Walnut Street when the text was sent. Joseph's car wasn't running at the time of his disappearance, and his sister doubts he would have walked three miles to where his body was found. 
She believes at the very least someone gave him a ride that day, and they're not saying a word about it. A series of tweets on Joseph's Twitter page has caused others to develop their own theories about what may have taken place that night, including the possibility of a cover-up. Currently, there's been no new information nor any leads about the case, which police have now marked as inactive or cold. Police records claim that, quote, Mr. Smedley's case was determined to be accidental drowning by the Monroe County Coroner's Office, and the manner was determined to be self-inflicted. This was said by Ryan Pettigo, an officer for the Bloomington Police. He also added there's no further investigation being completed in this case. Vivian has hired private investigators and has created a Facebook page for her brother called Justice for Joseph. She also started a petition to have Joseph's case reclassified, removing the clause that claims he did this to himself. Vivian claims the investigation has been stalled multiple times because police refused to release vital information to her. She said that police gave all the information they'd collected to Joseph's estranged father, who signed his rights to Joseph away when he was young and had no part in his life. Only when Vivian and Joseph's mother signed her power of attorney over to Vivian was she finally able to continue the investigation. She says, quote, I really hope that somebody realizes that this is a whole life. You know, people go through college and they just meet a lot of people and they think this is just a person, but it's not. He had a whole life and a family and a huge amount of friends and impacted so many people in the community more than anybody realized. But that's the video for today, you guys. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, be sure to hit that like button. If you loved it, maybe consider sharing, subscribing, or clicking that blue join button below to really show your support for the channel. But my name is Ty Knotts. You guys have been lovely, and I'll catch you in the next video. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big.